Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel, Star Wars, and everything in between. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media merch and more. Today, we're recapping Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and full spoiler details. So if you haven't seen that movie, I would get out of here. Um, I've got a very fun guest here today. Uh, very excited to, to introduce you guys to this man. It is photographer, filmmaker, musician, software engineer at the New York Times, and one half of the Two Black Nerds podcast. It is Dez. Dez, how's it going? Good, man. Glad to be here. How's it going with you? Pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this one. Um, I want to get your takes, first and foremost, up here. Uh, just initial thoughts. What did you think of this movie? Man, uh, there's a ton of thoughts, uh, to, to be honest. Uh, first and foremost, I've been a huge Black Panther fan for my entire life. Uh, like middle school is when I started getting into comic books. And of course, as a young black man in America, I gravitated towards the one and only Black Panther. Um, not only that, but one of my uh, uh, first college jobs in summertime, I actually worked at a movie theater where they played both 42 at one point, And they also played um, the movie, uh, uh, Surrounding uh, James Brown life, I don't know, I can't remember. Uh, Get on up um, at some at another time. And so Chadwick Boseman actually also became a, a really big part of my life at that time. And so this movie, uh, just going in, I had to preface that it meant a lot to me, both on the Chadwick Boseman front and as a part two to a Black Panther. And that being said, man, I think it's an amazing follow up and tribute um, to both of those things, both to to Black Panther as he echoes throughout the film and also to Chadwick Boseman as he echoes throughout the MCU along with um, Chadwick Boseman. I, I think it's a really good follow up. And I think they did a good job of all the hard parts. You know, it's, it's a hard having a, a Black Panther film and after losing your Black Panther. And, and I think they had um, the action squared away, the ideas squared away. A lot of the script is really good for me. Um, a lot of, I, I have very, very small nitpicks, but I think overall this really was uh, an amazing uh, time in the theater. The people around me gave me such a sense of camaraderie. We were all in this morning together um, and also experiencing this new film together. And the, 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 it was amazing to see the introduction of Namor and the, and the Telecon. And it, it, it really was just a, another, I think, good addition to the MCU, um, especially for a, a phase that some might argue were a little, was a little rocky. I think this is a, a great way to somewhat end things off um, in a phase. So I'll leave it there for now. Um, but I thoroughly um, enjoyed the film, man. I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, listen, I, I had a good time. I think kind of like you mentioned, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a couple nitpicks here as as most things in phase four go, but like I, I think you said it best, man. It's like this was like it was a time of mourning almost. You know, my theater was full. I mean, there was everybody, every type of age range in our in our theater. There were right. like little kids, you know. I have three year olds. There were kids younger than mm -hmm. my kids in there. Wow. And, uh, so I thought that like that's something you don't typically see. So I thought that was really cool. But like the the coolest thing was like the first ten minutes of this movie was just dead silent. Um, mm -hmm. And you know I I imagine everybody much like myself was like you know pounding on my leg like please don't don't cry right now. But uh, it definitely <laughs> did. Dude. I I let loose from in a big way. This was Same, like man. especially this opening here like like it. You can't compare it to anything else, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, you, like, it's just, it's on a different level, you know, even you try to think about like, oh, you know, like Tony Stark's death was sad, but it's like, no, it's like, it's not even that it's like, it's way worse. Uh, it so, is. Like, it sure. was tough. It was tough in the beginning. So. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I absolutely agree. There was like so many moments 
where actually actually what really got me is the title sequence like in in the beginning i was i was kind of okay i was like okay i'm all right i'm doing it and then when they do the the chadwick boseman slash black panther tribute in the from the marvel title it, I, that's when i was like yep <laughs> it's happening <laughs> the water the waterworks must start um so yeah that was that was really the moment for me so I want to talk about, you know, uh, just to fill the audience in, we're going to kind of go like character by character. I'm going to start with some of the smaller characters and we'll move up to the bigger characters. So we'll close out with some of the big names. But um, I do, I think the first thing I want to talk about is T'Challa himself. We've already kind of talked about him. Um, and I want to talk about like, because, you know, I think a big question heading into this is like, how are they going to explain this inside the Marvel universe? Um, and they they end up, it's basically, you know, uh, pretty similar to th how things happen in uh, uh, in real life. It was very quick. Mm -hmm. It was a, it was a sickness. And um, what did you think about how they handled uh, it from you know the actual story side? Yeah, um, in in the way I think comic wise, Shuri does somewat um, um, kind of go through the same thing. I kind of didn't mind it. I, in my mind, it was either going to be a sickness or was going to be he died in combat and battle somewhere. The reason I like the idea of the sickness um, is because I, I, I like I like the idea of Shuri not being able to cure something like the in, in what how that would make her feel. The smartest woman in the world could not cure this thing to save her brother. You know, the, there is that moment where she's like uh, the one time, he, she, you know, he needed me. I couldn't be there for him. And I think that's very important towards i think the way the story was told i think if he died in like combat or something it would have been different but i think the the idea of the way he died i like that um very much so the fact that it was 10 minutes i wasn't necessarily expecting that to be the case um how fast they not necessarily got over it but how fast they were like okay next story beat i thought we would spend a nice maybe five to even 10 more minutes just figuring out or feeling how wakanda feels in that moment and we did get that throughout the film, but yeah, I just expected, I think a couple more minutes just lingering, like this is how it affected Wakanda in this way. Um, so I, I think that, that the time it took was a little more surprising to me than like the actual uh, sickness that became over T'Challa. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think I would say it was a little too rushed for me. And, you mm -hmm. know, I, again, I'm going to bring back the Tony Stark death where, you know, that we kind of see murmurs of that throughout. And, and time will tell what this looks like throughout the greater MCU. But like, yeah. you know, the death of Tony Stark was like a world event. The death of Black mm -hmm. Panther was like a Wakanda event. I would have liked exactly. to see how this would have affected the world as a whole. And, you know, maybe, you know, I know we don't want to like overcloud this with like cameos and stuff. But like, I want to see how it affects the greater world and the Avengers as a whole. That's true. Yeah, especially uh, how how monumentous it was when he shows up in Civil War. You know, I just imagine certain people, I don't know, feeling, feeling some type of way. Of course, like, Cap's not around anymore, you know, but there were still people in Civil War who were around that, that would hear, like, who's dead? Oh, that's that's crazy. Like you said, time will tell. I'm assuming we will get some echoes of that through throughout some other projects. Maybe even... Ant-Man rolls around. Ant-Man's like, oh, shoot, I met that guy, you know, kind of type thing. We know he has a podcast himself. Maybe he talks about it on the podcast or something, but it, it would have been cool to, um, yeah, to, to see that. I agree for sure. Yeah, so uh, we'll move on here. We'll, let's move on to, you know, uh, this has to be, and I want to get it up front here because it's probably my least favorite part of the movie, but I want to mm -hmm. talk about the storyline with Everett Ross and Val. Um, mm -hmm. 
I think my big thing was like I don't know how much <laughs> how important it truly was. You know, mm-hmm. Everett Ross he kind of plays the role of like linchpin to some certain characters. He's the one who tells them about Riri. Um, and then we randomly get Val that shows up here, and Val doesn't have much to do either. She kind of just ends up ratting him out. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know what. What did you think of it? I thought this was a little tacked on for me. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, I really, I just know. So Ross makes sense, right? In the grand scheme, it's like okay, Ross is back. A lot of big, a lot of big ties. Um, but Val being here, I was like, is there a reason that we actually have Val in this? Um, especially, I don't know. We, we, I've never felt like her future was. Uh, had anything Black Panther tied at the moment, right? Again, a lot of things in our head is we're thinking Thunderbolts, we're thinking other things. We're we're not thinking Wakanda forever. And so when I see her, I wasn't mad at first, right? I wasn't surprised or anything, but seeing it progress, um, I I guess the only reason you could argue she was there is because how could she not be there if this is the organizations, right, that we're dealing with and and, and such? I I actually wouldn't have minded if she was a little more removed because I think it would have meant it would have gave Ross, I think, a little better place in the movie. I feel like she took away from what Ross would have felt when, when, when the queen, you know, when the, when the queen passes. It's like, well, shouldn't Ross kind of more than that? Like that was his, uh, you know, that was his friend. And instead, Val's in the kitchen like tormenting him. I was like, hey, where's Ross's time? You know, I was like, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't have time to really cry or anything. It was just like, oh, your friend is dead, and that's all I could really do. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It, it felt a little tacked on. Um, I, in my mind, there will be a reason for it later as they set up all these, all these Disney Plus shows. Um, so maybe there is more there. But again, in the moment, I was like, eh, it's it's bittersweet for me. Yeah, I guess if I had to like, if there was like a logistical reason for this being in here, maybe it's just to because the I think the big reveal was we find out that Ross and Val were married at one point. Right. So mm-hmm. I think it like you know they're just you know letting us know that that was a thing, and maybe mm-hmm. this is the connection that will further into the Thunderbolts team. So um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, well, let's move on. I I have uh, one of my favorite new characters here. It is Riri Williams. It is Ironheart. Um, so we do get uh, her. I thought I thought she was, uh, re- I thought she was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always on the Young Avengers lookout, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on this podcast, whenever we get a Young Avengers, I just oh, I got them, I got them written down. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Riri Williams. I thought she she brought like a little bit of fun to the to this. Uh, you know, I, I liked her car. Um, I will mm-hmm. say, and this is going to be something I pointed out a couple times, and actually this was uh, something I had an issue with in the original Black Panther, and I thought that they would make a point to, to do better this time. I, I don't know that all the CGI looked 100% for me here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? And actually... I, I, I can't even blame, blame like Black Panther movies because like I feel like this is a problem. I feel like it was an issue in Endgame even. But right. like whenever you have a person in the suit and you just show their head like sticking mm-hmm. out of the cgi suit i think that looks so bad uh especially because mm-hmm. they're like moving around their head a lot and it's like your head shouldn't move in that helmet like that but yeah uh, yeah enough about the cgi what do you think about the character oh uh, man so this is another one that actually has made a decent amount to me i have every iron heart run from 2018 um to now and it's it's a young black girl from Chicago who's an engineer. Uh, I'm from Kansas City. That part's not the same, but we kind of had a, a lot of the same upbringing, I think. Um, so I'm, I'm coming into this, another big iHeart Riri Williams fan. And so I was looking forward to a lot. Um, they're very small nitpicks. I actually 
really like her a lot. I think she did a really good job. Um, but I, uh, my, my small nitpicks is one, she's from Chicago. I need a little more Chicago accent in her. Like I, I know my roommates literally from Chicago. I know a couple other friends from Chicago who, again, aren't supposed to grow up in the hood or whatever it is. I, I could have used a little bit more of that. Um, but uh, oh, and the other thing, I'm not a fan of Mark II suit that that much. Um, just knowing, I, I don't know if this this is a comic book thing or not, but knowing what she looks like th there and what she looks like in this movie, not necessarily has to be a one-to-one -one comparison. It just felt too Bumblebee-ish for me. Like when I see it, I was like, is that, a, is that Bumblebee, but different color? Like, you know, it, it looked like a Transformer, but the Ironheart in the comics is, so, is very inspired by Tony Stark. We, his, I feel like his echo would have made sense a little bit more for her design. And maybe that could be the future, right? You know, the Ironheart TV show is coming out. But I was just hoping for a little more slender suit for a little, a more slender person. Cause I, that's part of what makes her so cool. It's like, oh, it's a little, it's a smaller Iron Man, but no, it's Ironheart and it's her heart that makes her bigger than in her brain that makes her bigger. I don't know. I just was looking for something else in, in the Mark II suit. I love the Mark I suit though. I love how just randomly put together it is. She has like nothing but goggles on. I actually really like the Mark I suit, um, but her as a character, I think again, she did a tremendous job. I love how involved she was. I knew she would be in this movie, but I had no idea the big part that she would play. That caught me off guard for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually enjoyed her a lot for the most part, except for those small nitpicks. Yeah, it's interesting you, you mentioned about the suit. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't have mind if we got that Mark One suit throughout this entire movie, and maybe like you know, yes, refine it. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> post credit see we get even if it is the clunkier suit. Um, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it's kind of there it was very a quick turnaround where like. Uh, that she's like, I want to help, and they're like, okay, we're making you a suit, and like the next day, she, they had like the entire thing like tailored to her. So right, uh, it is what contact is. I guess it's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else on uh, Riri Williams? Um. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Again, I'm. I'm just. I'm very excited to see her in future iterations of Riri. Again, I think she's tremendous. Um. I really do think she fits this role really well, and she brought a lot of the comedy to the film, especially. I think it's one thing this film did so well is removing a lot of the comedy, but she had very small moments of levity. That's like perfect for the film, right? Where like, we all know this film was super serious, literally 90% of the time, but the other 10% was like, maybe one Mbaku line, you know what I mean? And a little bit of Riri, and I thought it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, really, well, let me ask you this, though, because, you know, I'm not I'm not familiar with Ironheart on the comics. Mm -hmm. Do you, is there... If you had like a prediction, I don't know if it's a prediction or a guess, but what is the Ironheart show going to be about? Mm, that's a, an amazing question. I think it's hard to tell uh, how everything fits into the MCU with her. Of course, she'll she'll go back to going to school, but I think they'll present just some some kind of new threat that that. Um, so so issue one of Ironheart, somebody has taken Ironheart's tech in like packed it and made it go haywire in front of people to make it look like it was her. So I wonder if they'll do something like that. Like she goes back to school, she has a project, people visit and they go, and she's trying to show them these, these pieces of tech and her tech goes crazy. And it's not really her fault, it, it's somebody else's fault. So I wonder if that's the beginning of that small isolated issue within her show is kind of my idea. 
Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's good because, you know, I guess the original conceit of the show, I figured it was like an origin story, but I feel like this was the origin story. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I guess it'll be it'll be cool if we come in and she's like already a full blown superhero of some sort. So, mm -hmm. uh, so OK, well, let's move on here. The next person I have to talk about is Queen Rwanda or Rwanda is I, mm -hmm. I'm probably messing that up, um, but you know, I, don't, I, I thought she had a really incredible uh, story throughout this, not only like uh, with Sherry, but also uh, Okoy. I thought that their relationship was really impressive. Um, and I did not see the death coming. Like I, that was something that like completely took me by surprise. Um, the way that they kind of like, especially, you know, this being kind of Chadwick Boseman's farewell. And then we also say farewell to her. And mm -hmm. then poor Sherry is left with no family, which is uh, very heartbreaking. So. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any uh, questions or any thoughts on the Queen? Man, what a tremendous performance from one of the best actresses I think we've ever had in the Angela Bassett man. Um, and I think I I absolutely did not see the death coming <laughs> at all until there was the moment where she had to go in and save Riri, where I was like, mm, I don't like this. Like something's not going to be right. As soon as they're trying to resurrect both, I said. Riri is going to wake up and she's not going to wake up. And, and, and lo and behold, that's what we get. But man, I think she is, she does such a great job of being a matriarch that part of me can't even imagine what it's like without her in the next Black Panther because she had always been there, right? Even at the beginning, it's it's her and, and Shuri and Chadwick. And she even in the movie talks about how she, she lost everything. And then we lose her, you know, and as she makes her sacrifice and it, it, it really, I don't know, I, I just really was was kind of not expecting that, I think, coming into this. In fact, I even joked, I was joking with people. I was like, what if Angela Bassett or Queen Ramonda ends up being one of the Black Panthers? Like, because I had it as weird, this weird idea that there would be multiple, <laughs> like Power Rangers, the Black Panthers. I was like, oh, that'd be cool if that was if she like became one of them. Because um, why can't Sherry just make like four hearts? You know what I'm saying? And like Okoye gets one, and sure, you know. Um, so, but but I I, I think um, I, I really can't uh, say enough how how great of a job she does in this film. Her, like you said, her and Okoye have such a wild relationship in this film that I love when you watch it because it all makes sense, but you feel for both characters as they're having that exchange about Akoya losing her daughter, right? You're like, I understand both of those things completely and I can't fault either one. Um, and so definitely a lot of emotion wrapped up in her character. I actually wouldn't be surprised if a four years consideration comes up for best supporting actress for her. I was gonna um, say yeah, in this, yeah, absolutely, because it, it was really well done. Um, but I, again, I can't say I'm surprised. But man, I'm gonna miss her too. You know what I mean? It's like, dang, we we had we had to lose her. If not, Ryan Coogler is not afraid of killing people. I will tell you that Ryan Coogler's like, nope, they they gotta go, they gotta go. Um, and and so yeah, man, it's it's sad to see her go. But again, what, what a tremendous job by Angela Bassett. Yeah, it, you know, I think that's my complaint with a lot of Disney stuff is like kill more people. You know, it's like kind of ridiculous <laughs> that so many people are still like lingering mm -hmm. on somehow. Um, but uh, or or when they do die, they just come back to life anyway. So that's I guess true. The, the yeah, but I will say Black Panther did a lot for like uh, making Marvel movies, the original Black Panther, making Marvel movies appeal more to like you know the critics, the award circles. Right, it had mm. an Oscar nomination, and I totally see what you're saying here. I could totally see a nomination coming her way. 
Um, but also, like, I wouldn't, I would, you know, to be fair, I'm not convinced quite yet that this is my favorite phase four movie. I, I really did mm -hmm. like Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. um, but if this is how we can get a Marvel movie uh, nominated for Best Picture again, I'm at all for it. So, um, yeah, uh, let's bring it on. Yeah, no, I, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I would love to see it again, especially then the costumes were great again. So I can't, I wouldn't be surprised if they throw up Ruthie Carter again for costumes as they did before. Um, even there's some, there's some, there's actually a lot of soundtrack things in here too that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be surprised if, if another for your consideration pops up. Um, and I think between that and the amount of money it's going to make, I'm pretty sure you know they're they're about to start, um, you know, trying to trying to rack up some kind of nominations here for them. So I absolutely agree. I'm kind of on the same boat as you. I'm not sure it's my favorite phase four yet. I, I, I'm gonna watch it again. I actually really like it. I always underrate movies that just slightly the first time I see them to make sure they hold up when I watch it again. Um, but I, I'm I'm a huge um, No Way Home fan. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I, I was like, ooh, I really like this movie. Um, but yeah, I forgot that it, was Phase Four. I think that's exactly like yeah. It's, it, but it is it is that is top three for me automatically now. Yeah. It's a No Way Home, a, uh, a a Multiverse of Madness, and now Wakanda Forever for sure. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the you know the score, the soundtrack. You know, if we get that nomination, that means we get like the live performance of you know the score as well. Yeah. Like, get to bring out the dancers from the. Oh the man, music. they try to get my tears again. Don't do that. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman is gonna be popping up. On... Oh man, Oscars this year. I just you just made me think about that. It's yeah. gone. Yep, it's, I'm not gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah. It's gonna lead into the in memoriam <laughs> section. Oh, <boy>. oh no. <laughs> okay, so. Let's move on here. I, I kind of bunched um, Okoy here with the Dora Milaje as a whole because I have some mm -hmm. things to say about. I can't. I think her name is Aneka, the one with like the mm -hmm. laser uh, blades. So I, I've got some stuff to say about her. But what do you think about Okoy in this movie? Man, Okoye is part of probably like top three favorite things in this film. And there's a couple reasons. One, I think she has one of the best action sequences in this movie on the bridge. I thought it was tremendous. Um, one thing Marvel has been only slightly struggling for me a little bit is choreography, right? We get a lot of those like big CGI fights just in the MCU in general. And that moment on the bridge was like, they are really doing choreography here. Like this really there's a lot of spear things going on that makes sense. I, I just really like that fight um, a lot on that bridge. Uh, other than that, I actually just love her story. Like the, this is a, a Dora Milaje captain, right? Like she's the one, like she is Okoye. I don't know, we've just known her for so long to be kind of the head of the ship. And we spend time with her in, in, in Shuri throughout the film where she's made to be a leader. And, and you're, you're just not expecting Queen Ramada to respond the way she does to all of it. Where it's like, I, I must strip away your title. And you're like, what? You're stripping away my title, that's crazy. Um, not only that, but for her to later become a Midnight Angel, which is also very comic book accurate, I thought it was really cool. So that becomes a Midnight Angel, and I, I thought those suits were pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh shoot, okay, Midnight Angel suits. Um, so to see her uh, kind of maneuver this real life experience thing. I know people who just made one mistake and got fired, but that's a big mistake for them, right? That's like a, I don't, but it's more than that. Like you lost the princess. Like I can just imagine how that feels in Okoye's shoes and, and, and she, like anyone else, lost Black Panther like we all lost Black Panther. She lost the shot like anyone else lost the shot. And then she 
un, not really in her control, loses the princess. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much, there's not a lot of ways to come back from that. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just really liked her story in this. And I think, um, I think Dana Guerrero, man, oh, just does another tremendous job. She, she's, she just, she's really good. Um, she always has been right from walking dead to now. She's just a good actress. <laughs> um, yeah. I was going to say uh, she's the best part of Walking Dead. Absolutely. And she left and hurt the show greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a huge Walking Dead fan. The show went off the deep end for me. Um, but, you know, looking back, it's like I would sacrifice Walking Dead just to have her in the MCU as much as possible because she really is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. You're right, a lot of the fight sequences. That move she does with the spear where she, like, stabs it through the Yes. Car, I was like, what that? It was outrageous. But, like, she's just so good and she's mm-hmm. so, like, clean with everything. Uh, yeah, really incredible here. Um, I do want to talk about uh, Aneka here as well because this is uh, the 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 strong Star Wars fans are gonna know what I'm talking about here because I I talk about it all the time and they're probably mm-hmm. gonna get annoyed with how much I talk about it. But I think this is so freaking annoying. I had read an article a couple months back about Aneka and the fact that they were going to showcase her as a lesbian in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a thing that Disney does all the time where they have interviews and they say, oh, this is a gay character. But then mm-hmm. there's 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 no part of her story that, that would let you think that. I think there is like a couple glances with another one of the women there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, this is like, they did it. They do this in Star Wars. They do this in Pixar movies. They do this mm-hmm. in the MCU. It's like, you don't get the credit for having a gay character and not tell the gay stories too. Um, so uh, just again, like I'm constantly pushing this and like for every, every time I feel like we take a step forward with this stuff, you know, we get the light year kiss, which seemed like a big step. Mm-hmm. Then we get something like this, which just feels kind of like a step back to me. I don't know if you have any opinions on this. Yeah. I think this is one of those ones where just because I know that Anika and Ayo, who, you know, the women we were talking about, they do mean a little bit more later on in the Black Panther story. I'm I w- I'm going to forgive it just for now, just to see if like they only did that to give it time to blossom later. Because um, unfortunately, they did have a lot to do in this film <laughs> in terms of story they had to tell and, and, and who got screen time and whatnot. I would have loved to see Anika and Ayo get push to the forefront and shoot and they got more than Ayo did and Ayo has been around we've seen uh Ayo in, in, in different um Marvel projects but this I, I was a little surprised like hey y'all not gonna say anything about that when she kisses her forehead I was like he's like thank you my love and I was like okay but what else like is that the end of the conversation or we're not talking about anything else but I, again I, I did think about it I was like maybe because really we don't know much about Anika at all to be honest, and shoot, Ayo's been around and we don't know much about her at all. We see by the end, now that uh, Okoye's gone, Ayo's the captain. Like we see her very much in front of the door of Milaje, but we still don't get her story. And so I'm actually also thinking that this, it could be something that does carry over to Disney Plus because they might have something where they flesh it out and have time and say, okay, Anika and Ayo are romantically involved. This is what that looks like and this is their stories. That is my hope. And just for now, I'm ever so slightly giving them a very baby pass. I perfectly, absolutely agree with you. But if if I don't see it in Disney Plus, I'm like, yep, Michael is right. But if 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 I do, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe this is why we just didn't see it on the big screen. 
what what is it called? You you said it before. What's the name when she puts on the blue owl suit? Um, uh, the uh, Midnight Angels. Midnight Angels. Yeah. What mm-hmm. I thought I had heard that there was going to be a t- like a TV show, right? Uh, is that is that uh, confirmed? I uh, maybe I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm actually not sure. I just remember them saying there's a bunch of a couple of shows that they're they're going to put out. Um, and I feel like if Okoye is in it, maybe Midnight Angels is the name of one of the the, t- the shows they're talking about. If, right. am I, am I, that would be my guess, uh, a Midnight Angel show, and then potentially a uh, something surrounding Nikita. I don't know what that would be called, um, but I'm assuming that would be one of the other shows. Right. Okay, well, let's move on here. This is a big one. Uh, let's talk about Namor. Here he is. Oh boy. Uh, he was I thought I thought he's uh, such a fun character and there's also a very like troubled character. Yeah. And like you see how like removed he is from like the the people on the surface, right? Uh we see his backstory and that like well first and foremost we find out he is a mutant which uh, I really love that. Mm-hmm. Um but he goes up to what is he going up to bury his mother at this point when he realizes that there's the people on the surface have been like enslaved and he like burns down their establishments mm-hmm. and everything. So I, I really liked him in this. Um again, couple scenes here where he's flying that I was like uh, I don't know about that CGI. But mm-hmm. uh uh, I did really like this character. I'm I'm excited they left the book open for him and hopefully getting more stories about him. So what did you think about Namor here? You know, in the grand scheme of, I think, MCU villains, I think if you were to write them all down, he definitely exists in the upper half, right? Where we've gotten so many villains that are right, mirror copies, mirror images. We've gotten a lot of those. I think Namor has enough complexity, enough charisma even right to say this might be one of our better mcu villains for sure you know when i was thinking about it and looking at it he has his own civilization the child of no with no love i thought was a really cool thing to get cursed ass i was like no more that makes a ton of sense um but yeah i just think he was complex enough to say this might be a really good villain here that we have in our hands um and so i actually love the way they depicted him a lot of times because again a lot of the best villains if you ever think about all the greatest superhero films of all time, all the villains are just fire. Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight, Thanos in the Infinity Saga. It's just like, oh yeah, this that's part of the reason why these movies are so good because the villain is doing something that makes sense to us. And even in talking about this film, I can already say this is you know one of the probably upper half, upper epsilon of, of Marvel films for me, right? And I can't say it's not because of No More either, right? Like I think No More did a really good job carrying this film as an antagonist as someone who half of the world is never going to know about. I think that's a crazy idea in itself, Um, but also as this huge threat to Wakanda, who else could even think to combat and to go against the, one of the strongest technological nations in the world, except one that kind of is the same thing, but underwater. I thought that was, that was really brilliant. And so, also, I uh, think he just has a lot of good motivations that made him uh, a, a strong, strong lead here. And and I love the moments where he turns, right? He shows up at first and he's semi-friendly, right? He's like, but he's also threatening. He's like, look, you need to do this for me or I'm coming for Wakanda. And the thing that I love most about good villains is when they do the things that they say. He pulled up with these people throwing all kind of water bombs, <laughs> whatever have you, it ends up in the death of the queen. 
that's more than you can say for a lot of MCU villains. You know what I mean? They actually did the thing they were going to say, and it caused casualties. Multiple. We only talk about the queen, but we've seen them dragging people underwater. We've seen people dying. No more gives people hands. That's what he does. Like he does what he says. And so, uh, man, I, I absolutely, definitely enjoyed um, really everything that that he brought to the table. Um, I agree with a lot of the small CGI stuff. I th- that stuff is kind of hard to get away with. Um, I don't know how you do it any other way except spend more time on it, right? Like I think it's the only other thing that you, you can do. And it seems like this has been in the making for so long. You can tell they spent a lot of money in it. So. I, it is unfortunate that it didn't look as great as I thought or was hoping that it would look. Again, very small moments. There was a couple moments I was like, oh, yeah, no, that looks pretty good. But, yeah, I, I agree with you there. But, man, I, I think No More is, 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 was pretty well done overall. Yeah, so admittedly, I'm definitely going to be rewatching this film at some point. Um, again, I kind of felt like I, w- I feel like there was something I might be missing uh, with why he was going so hard against Wakanda. Um, mm-hmm. It almost felt like, and maybe you can chalk it up again to like, he is very skeptical of the outside world in general and anybody who stands in his way is, they're going to be uh, strike down. I think that, I think that is like a fair thing, but I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. It, what would you say like his main motivation was for uh, destroying Wakanda? Can you lay this out for not just me, but the audience as well? Yeah. So in my mind, the reason was who who else to make a better example of I'm coming for everybody except Wakanda, the, the nation that is hidden, <laughs> that nobody can touch, that also that doesn't have, you know, the resource that is vibranium. What who what other better nation to make an example of? That's kind of the the way I thought about it, right? If you're attacking, if you're saying I'm coming for everybody on land, right? We see why he did that. He's seen people enslaved. He was like, oh yeah, I, I just I do not I have no love for this world. I get that stuff, but I agree uh, in, in in a certain you know to a certain extent that like why Wakanda? It, and that's what I came up with. I was like maybe he's just trying to make an example um, of them. What what better way to show the world? Then by vibranium versus by vibranium. If you destroy Wakanda, everyone goes, okay, who did that and how did they do that? Now you're instantly probably the the, the scariest, you know, group of people in the world, and you move by water. Oh man, that's that that's a threat if I ever heard one. And so I'm, I think that's one of the mo- the main motivations uh, behind it all. Fair. Um, I also uh, we'll get to uh, Sherry here in a second, but I, I wanted to touch on. Um, you know, this final fight, which I thought was really incredible between him and uh, our new Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I think like the way, you know, I'm, I kind of ragged on the CGI. It's like you said, there's some incredible shots. I thought the, the end here was incredible. And like just the way he kind of like, you know, it's almost like he's like stepping but also floating and also mm-hmm. flying at the same time like it's yeah. almost like he's ice skating in the air and mm-hmm. uh i don't know i thought th- i found this uh final fight to be uh really cool his poor he lost one of his wings which like uh i don't know if that's gonna grow back but uh i hope it does yeah no i i hope it does too I, that was one of the things i definitely was not expecting it's just from shuri to tell tear this wing <laughs> out of this guy i was like oh shoot did she actually just 
do that thing. Um, but again, I, I I just have to commend Ryan Coogler for being able to do, I feel like certain things that other people just wouldn't do. You know what I mean? I feel like, I think that's really one of the reasons we love Multiverse of Madness too. Sam Raimi is just like, no, I'm going to do that because I want to do that. And I feel like Ryan Coogler very much does the same thing. He finds a way to make it work within the MCU constraints um, that, that, that keeps us you know, entertain, but also, you know, switching it up a little bit. And so I, I, li- I like the last fight too. I, I, I wanted to love it a little bit more than I did. There was something about it that just felt, I don't know. I, I love the idea behind it. I love all the concepts. I love that. The, the show him who you are at the end, you know, a very big callback to the first movie. Um, but it, I was, I, I, I can't say I did enjoy, absolutely enjoy the fight. And I, I love what you said. Like, he's also jumping and flying and, and doing it. He's like Hermes mixed with, like, I don't even know. Like, Hermes, I, you know, I think that's really dope. Um, so I guess maybe because he's a mutant, it will grow back. I feel like I remember, um, you know, uh, Angel, the X-Men Angel. I feel like he got his wing cut off once, and it did grow back just in slow motion. Like, it just yeah. took a while. For the wing to grow back, so I'm thinking that's what'll happen to Namor. Um, but yeah, man, I, 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 they they started to look a little like 300 at the end there. I was like, uh oh, this is <laughs> looking quite slim. I don't know what's going to happen. One of, one of the other things that's really cool about that that whole last fight sequence is the what makes Talokan so scary. They just have numbers like. Wakanda doesn't have it anymore. You know what I mean? Like Wakanda, they they're actually they're going. They probably need to go make some babies if we're being honest. But like the the Talukan, they really just they when you have the ocean is your oyster, that you can't run out of space. You know what I mean? Like most people run out of land, they run out of resources. These people live by water. Yeah, you can populate however much you want to populate and still be okay. You know, I think that's really interesting. But I think. Um, I think that it, it was one of my my more favorite um, third acts because like a lot of MCU films like here comes a third act, mm-hmm. gonna happen. Uh oh, here we go. There's another beam in the sky, or you know what I mean, or some or, or, or some kind of beam fight. But I love Black Panther versus No More. Is that's that's comic book to me. That's that's when you bring it to the people um, of what you want, and not only that, but their people are all fighting on a ship in the middle of the ocean. Like when you put that on paper, it's like. Oh yeah, no. This is really cool. This is comic book stuff, and in 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 saying that, I I, I really did enjoy that third act as well. Yeah, uh, I really like the moment where they're like in the water, and like I guess we haven't touched on like her AI. She has like the little AI, but she's like, we need to get to the land now, and that like they're like fly. <laughs> like I thought that was really clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, speaking of the Black Panther, let's move on to Shuri here. Um, I think that. Uh, She's the strongest character in the movie for me. I I really love this choice. I love that she is the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that my co-host Tommy, who can be with us here tonight, had laid out to me was his favorite parallel here was like her struggle because she is this woman of science. It's mm-hmm. almost like I don't know if you watch Lost, but like it's like the the man of faith, man of science uh, argument. Mm-hmm. But she's so much a woman of science. And it's it's hard for her to overcome looking at like a lot of like the you know magical nature of Wakanda, mm-hmm. the astral plane, right? Um, so I, I think that like parallel with this character and how she overcame that was really awesome. Um, we can also talk about the Killmonger uh, cameo here, which I thought that that was also really well done. Um, but also, I want to get your opinion because you know um, I think it was pretty heavily hinted that um, that she was gonna be the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Was there any doubt in your mind? I heard some people like 
totally rejecting it. They're like, oh, they're throwing us off. It's going to be someone else. Uh, did you see this coming? Um, it was like an up and down type thing at first. When you first hear uh, Chadwick Boseman's passing, I was like, oh, it has to be Shuri. Like, knowing comics, I have a Shuri shirt, like, for years. I've had a Shuri, you know, I was like, it's going to be Shuri. Because, unfortunately, that's a thing that actually happened, right? Um, Black Panther actually being trapped somewhere, passing, has actually happened a couple times, um, and Shuri was the one to take the mantle. So, and then they start coming out with the posters. Letitia Wright is in the middle of everything. I was like, it's clearly Shuri, guys. Like, what are we talking about? But there was a split moment. Somebody did an interview, and it was like, um, we're this movie, something about Black Panther, we're going to give you something you, you're really not expecting. And somebody said that. I was like, that's, that's the only reason I started to turn my brain. It was like, okay, if you have Lupita, you kind of like use Lupita, you know? Like, when you have her, you might need to use her. Maybe Lupita does end up becoming the Black Panther. Or maybe um, for a long time, I was a I was a big M'Baku guy. I was like, M'Baku's going to be Black Panther. Um, again, I had the Power Rangers moment. I was like, what if the lesson is that we can actually have more than one Black Panther? We're all the Black Panther. <laughs> We're all the Black Panther. It's like uh, Spider-Verse. Everyone can wear the mask, right? And I was like, okay, that'd be cool if there was like, just a, a group of them. And what if they were all women, right? In my mind, it was Okoye, Kuramanda, Shuri, and Nakia all become Black Panthers. I thought that would have been a cool idea. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I really did always have the feeling. It was like, no, it's probably most likely going to be Shuri. Again, not only because of, of all the things that happen in marketing, right? That's like, look, guys, Letitia Wright's in the center. But also because a lot of things that do help happen comic book-wise, that just it's easier to tell her story than to try to force anything else. I think one of the things the MCU does well is being able to, to live off of inspiration, to live off of, you have the material already there in comics. It's already there, it already exists. Just write it in a movie form. And I think they did a good job of somewhat doing that here. Um, so yeah, that's why I was like, yeah, it's probably be sure in the end. What do you think about her meeting Killmonger in the Astral play? I, I thought that that was uh, really, I, I really liked that because uh, in some respects, you can see these similarities between the two characters, mm -hmm. and you can see where Shuri could have a similar trajectory to what Killmonger did, and it's almost himself that talks her out of becoming like him, in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think about this? Man, so in, in, in the first Black Panther, I, I like Killmonger, but I didn't like love him, right? Um, part of that just because of Michael B. Jordan's performance, honestly. Uh, I, don't, I don't hate it. I didn't hate his performance. Again, I just didn't love it. It just wasn't like I didn't feel like Josh Brolin Thanos vibes, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I, I actually actually loved the inclusion of him here. Um, you were saying a lot of you know great things about uh, uh, a lot of ideas I had too about a woman of science versus a woman of faith, right? Where the Wakandans, the the the, the heart shaped herb is what they do, and the heart shaped herb is it's more than just a physical sciencey thing, right? There's a reason T'Challa gets buried and goes under the sand and enters the ancestral plane. And sure, he's like, man, if you just don't give me this this herb sitting here on this table, real quick, and I'm like, yeah. And and then when she when she sees Killmonger, to be honest, my brain explodes a little bit. One, we didn't hear anything about Michael B. Jordan being in this, right? It wasn't. They did, a, I think, a pretty good job of keeping it under the radar for me. Anyways, I didn't hear anything about him being in this film. But when it happens, the ideology just makes so much sense. You already said it. The way she sucked out vengeance, it was a lot of the same ways in the Jaka or, or, or Killmonger sought out vengeance was, I don't know, it just made sense. That Shuri, what her heart 
sought out the person in the ancestor plane, which she was most like in the moment. And unfortunately, it happened to be Killmonger. Um, and he made a lot of good points. But not only that, I actually really liked his performance this time around. I think it was more, he had a less chip on his shoulder as an actor in the first, in the first Black Panther. He's probably like, I'm clearly the villain of this movie. I have a little chip on my shoulder. I have a little more, more to prove acting wise. But for here, something about the subtlety of, of uh, Michael B. Jordan's performance that I really liked and that actually really brought, I think, a good, really big talking point to the film after she sees him um, after taking the heart-shaped herb. And so I, I, I really liked it here. Um, and I thought it, it spoke to a lot about the story and how much, how much I think, growth Shuri has to do. It also set up what her and Mbaku had to talk about, you know, later on down the line. It's like, yeah, it's, it, it, it just made sense. Um, and, and, and I like that part of it. Yeah, um, it's interesting. You mentioned like you hadn't heard. I had a lot of people like I heard a lot of people predicting this exact thing happening, mm -hmm. and now it makes me. I'm kind of looking back. I'm like, did you guys have spoilers? Because like, yeah, they knew something. I'm like, how did you know that Killmonger was gonna show up from death to specifically? Her... Yeah, and they were also. I, I heard like, oh, that uh, you know, he's gonna give the final speech that motivates her to become the Black Panther. I'm like, what are mm -hmm. you talking? Like, how did you know that? Uh, so yeah, I got my eye on you guys. I know, crazy. I know who you are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but okay, uh, anything else on Sherry? Man, uh, just shout out to Letitia Wright. She has some uh, <laughs> some some questionable things in in pre production that that led us to this. That made me go, "Does it have to be her?" I'm gonna lie. I did. I was like, "Does it have to be this one?" Like she's holding up a lot for her ideologies and the way she's thinking right now. But um, I, I I think you know they already had a story in her. They decided to stick with her. Letitia Wright is a good actress, no matter what she had going on. Um, and, and I think it paid off in a lot of different ways. There's only a couple like lines towards the end. I was like, ah, I feel like a small cheesy delivery there. But other than that, I think she did a tremendous, tremendous job leading this movie, having to go through so much throughout the film as, as Black Panther. I'm just really excited to see her where she pops up next. And hopefully it's in the next Avengers, right? Hopefully it's in the next, I don't know, you know, I, I'm just really excited to see her again, kind of slightly outside of that Wakanda context, um, because all these characters always exist outside of themselves. And so I'm, I'm curious to see how she brings Wakanda to the rest of the world now that she is the the Black Panther. Um, so yeah, good job, Letitia Wright. Um, I, I'm honestly proud of her. I feel like I know her. Like I was watching it like, you did me proud, Letitia. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm pretty happy of what she was able to accomplish here. Yeah, yeah, very well done. Um, and I've got I've got one last uh, character for us to talk about. It's a two-parter because we didn't talk about Nakia. I want to touch on Nakia a little bit, mm -hmm. but we're gonna have to talk about Nakia's son, who we find out in the postcard scene is uh, T'Challa's son. Which yeah. this like um I, like <laughs> my jaw was on the floor when I saw this. I was hey. sitting next to my wife. She's like. Because it didn't hit me at first. Little kid walks up and like it didn't hit me, and then they say it, and like I was like, <gasps> my wife's like, you didn't see that coming. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. But what? Uh, yeah. What did you think about the post credit scene? Wow, is the first thing I have to say about that post credit scene. There was when it actually happens. Um, me and Jordan, you see us both move to the edge of our seats, and we knew exactly what was happening. As soon as we see in a silhouette of Nakia holding a child's hand, we kind of already knew. I could tell, by the way, we both edged to the edge of our seats. And I was, they got me. 
they got me there. I hadn't cried up to that point, <laughs> but as soon as she says that kid's name is T'Challa, I, I lost it. I said, get me out of here. I'm tired of, I'm, I'm tired of the emotion. Get me out of the theater. It's just something about the idea of reincarnation. That's not even just outside Black Panther, but Chadwick Boseman, the idea that your spirit can be reincarnated. The idea that, man, I, it, it's, it'd be hard to talk about now. You know, it's just something about it that really just just did something to my spirit and, and, and felt like something else to me. Um, but it, it, it really was a, a nice way, I think, to end the film, to not only, it, it makes you, it's so bittersweet as the ending is bittersweet, right? I should recall Chadwick Boseman and then the mid-credit scene pops up. You're like, okay, this is the same scene. What's going on here? But it's bittersweet because yeah, it's like you you mourn you mourn the losses, you know, uh, you mourn the losses, and then there's like this this kid who has he has a list, and he's smiling, and he he calls himself a prince, you know what I mean, the son of King T'Challa. I was like, he to be able to know who you are and not have to to go to Wakanda, I think is so different. You can tell he has a different attitude than the way Killmonger did too. I think that was important. Killmonger had a chip on the shoulder when he knew that he was part of that, that civilization. But this young, removed from Wakandan kid, knew of his lineage, and you could tell his kind-hearted spirit was just different. It felt like a T'Challa versus then a, a young Killmonger, you know? And I was like, yeah, this is, I like this a lot. So it, it, it was really something else for me. That kid was feeling himself, man. He was smiling. Like, he knew he was. was. He's like, I'm not, I'm a big deal right now. <laughs> he knew who he was. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 you know, I think it's interesting. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to, like, track, uh, you know, his involvement in the future, like, mm -hmm. how, what that kind of looks like. I thought it was interesting. Not only did we set up the new Black Panther, but apparently we're setting up the next Black Panther, too. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, we, we'll see where this goes. A lot of, a lot of you know, I, that's another thing Tommy uh, would love to talk about right now, I'm sure. But he loves... He loves that all the Avengers are becoming dads. Uh, so I know this meant a lot to him. <laughs> you know, they he's all these big Thor dad fan. Yeah, all the dads. Mm -hmm. he loves it. <laughs> so dang, it, everyone is becoming a dad. You're yeah. completely right. Doctor Strange is your turn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I I know uh, you know there there's a little bit to talk about Nikki here. I love this is probably. I feel like I've said this about three people now, but probably one of my favorite people, one of the maybe favorite side character in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that, you know, really cool how she like, she's kind of like moved on from Wakanda, but also still keeping the Wakanda spirit. And like, you know, she's like a teacher and she's kind of like uh, sharing good things with children and obviously becoming a mother. And I don't know. I thought she was really gay. Did, did you have any uh, words for Nakia here? Man, um, I said it, man. When you have Lupita, you just use Lupita. Um, I, man, I've been with Lupita for for so long. It's like, man, do I know Nakia for real? Um, no, it it they just did a good job with characters in this movie, <laughs> especially like characters that you know aren't in the title, right? But outside of the teacher, right? Like they did such a good job of telling us where Nakia was. They did a good job of fleshing out her story. They even told us where she was during the snap, you know, during the blip. They were like, oh, her and Nicole have a whole conversation about all of those things, how it hurt when she left. I was like, yes, this is very, <laughs> very introspective of what's what's going on with her character. Um, yeah, I just enjoy her, man. I love her suit when she goes underwater. I love the technology she had. She go underwater. 
low key she kills a person. I don't think we really talked about that. <laughs> Nor do I think she like really knows she killed that girl. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure she she even will ever figure that out or know that because mm-hmm. that you know that's not necessarily the kind of person she is either to kill people. Um, but it's it's uh yeah I just enjoyed her side mission what she had to do. I love that she was in Haiti. I was talking to my boys about this leaving the movie, but Haiti. One of one of the thing one of the big things about this whole movie is other countries trying to steal resources, and we know Haiti being one of the main countries, right? They speak they're they're black, but they speak French. Oh, how did that happen? As the French also were trying to steal Wakandan resources at the beginning of the film, it just there there was a lot of commentary there that was very subtle with Haiti and why, why Nakia was there. Um, I thought that was that was also really well done, but um, man. Lupita, Lupita, she's she's. I'm never gonna get tired of her. Um, yeah. I will. I will say, comic Nakia is way darker than MCU Nakia. Really? <laughs> like, oh, she gets like Lazarus pitted, like, and comes like and comes back evil. Like, it's bad. I think oh, Killmonger brings her back. Can you tell me what? <laughs> let me know. I'll, I'll have to find it. I have to find out which one no. it is. I'll let you know though. Yeah, I'll let you know. No, it's crazy. Um, she definitely becomes out. like a. Yeah, she definitely becomes like a villain uh, in the comics, but I actually love the place they have her in now. Um, I really hope they include her in these MCU shows, like a, mm-hmm. a TV show led by Lupita Nyong'o. A lot of people's gonna watch that, not even knowing what it is. They're like, whatever, skip the Black Panther, Lupita's in it, I'm gonna watch it. So I ho- hopefully they utilize her there too, but I absolutely love Nakia and what they did with her here. Yeah. Well, Art does, I mean, that's the end of my notes here. Um, I, I really appreciate you talking. Is there any other final, any other last words you have for this movie? Uh, anything you want people to know? Man, I don't think so. I'm excited to watch it again. I liked it a lot, a lot, a lot. A lot of emotions during the film. It's also one of the more, I think, patient films in the MCU. The The runtime says it all. It is patient. But not everything feels... We did talk about how the beginning felt rushed, but I think they did try to take their time and like, look, guys, this is what Talakan looks like. Look, everybody. This is what Shuri is going through. Kareem Ramonda is going through. Akoi is going through. I think they did a good job with a lot of those character studies in this film, and for that, I commend it. I commend the serious nature that this film possesses. Um, and, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to, to what other Wakandan... I think material that we get um, outside of this. Other than that, Ironheart is the next thing up coming out of this movie to me, <laughs> in terms of like a direct relation to to this film. I'm very excited for that again, big Ironheart film. But Wakanda Forever, man, it is. It's it's. I'm gonna see it again, but I think it it is for sure gonna be um, a treasure movie for me as I continue to remember uh, what Chadwick Boseman I think did for uh, not only the MCU but film. I think that's a thing that we kind of oversee here like we 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 are mourning him as black panther but i'm mourning him in film like i'm mourning him as a person and what he his energy brought to the industry not just the mcu so i'll always look at it like that and i think for that this movie will always mean just a little bit more because of those reasons so i love what they did here and i can't wait to see it again well well said um des i like to uh sometimes at the end of these um we got a little time left i, w- I want to ask you this uh, kind of mm-hmm. putting you on the spot um would you like to recommend anything to the audience whether it be a movie you recently watched a tv mm. show look food anything actually i'll, I'll rec- go first. you think uh-huh. i'm gonna go first um i actually haven't finished this movie so i'm like it's a <laughs> I'm gonna finish it tonight, but I started All Quiet on the Western Front on yep. Netflix, and mm-hmm. that movie is rocking my shit right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, if, if, if 
because I, I wasn't sure about I saw it up there. I was like, I don't what is that? You know, it's I know it's mm-hmm. based on that book, but I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna watch this, but then I heard good things and uh I look I'm sucked in and I can't wait to finish it. It's a little long, uh, which hence is why I'm watching it in two parts. But uh, mm. if you're looking for like I, I don't know, I like war movies, I'm into that. So if that's your if that's your uh your jam, definitely recommend that movie. Um but Des, what do you got for us? Man, Jordan actually reviewed that movie on the podcast. I'm I've, I'm only like ten minutes in, so I can't. I actually can't wait to to, to finish it. Um, okay, this might have gone to couple people's radar, so I'm gonna I'm throw it out there. So uh, you heard of Guillermo del Toro's Cabin of Curiosities, right? The horror anthology. I need people to watch. I think it's episode seven, the viewing, which is specifically directed by uh, Panos Cosmatos, who did uh, Mandy. He did the movie Mandy. So I, I, if you like Mandy or that aesthetic, check out episode seven. Again, it's an anthology. You don't need to watch every episode. But episode seven, titled The Viewing, um, on Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet Curiosities on Netflix. Definitely give it a, give it a watch. Okay. I'm putting that on my list there, it is. So uh, thank you for that. Um, listen, uh, again, thank you so much for doing this. This was such a blast. I want to give you the chance to tell people where they can find you online and about your podcast and anything else you want to plug. Yeah, um, please, please follow Two Black Nerds, the number two Black Nerds um, on any social media platform. We literally have Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, so check those out. Also, twoblacknerds.com, we have our Wakanda Forever collection um, that you can check out as a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Part of the proceeds are actually going towards the uh, Colon Cancer Foundation. So please check that out. Buy something if you like it. We have crew neck stickers, hoodies, mugs, T-shirts, um, you name it. We, re- we really have it. Um, for, for anyone to check out. Other than that, our podcast, we come out with an episode every Tuesday. Um, actually, this next Tuesday will be our own Wakanda Forever uh, uh, review, which will probably be like three hours <laughs> long. Um, but it's it's that that's Two Black Nerds, man. Check us out. Um, like, subscribe, follow, all of those things. We appreciate it. Cool, Des. Thank you again for doing this. Uh, I'm going to close this out here. I'd like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. Also, please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week. I need to cut that out of my script because we're here multiple times a week. This is my third podcast uh, in two days. So, uh, you know, subscribe and you'll get all that stuff straight to your uh, your phone. So uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at Star Wars Pod. We also have some merch in our show notes so if you want to check that out. Um, also, we have a little Discord community going on, so if that's something you're interested in, hit us up and we will get you in there. But that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye!